Yeah, what a beautiful way to get us into it. <laughs> so, um, and the Asian shares, uh, Clive, trading mostly yeah. lower at this hour. Shanghai down 2.2%, Nika up 0.7%. Oui. What's going on? It's bad, man. It's bad. I, if I was I, 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 oh, Antoli, I would tell you. But <laughs> I'm going to tell you like it is <laughs> what is going on. We, we had first and foremost this fire that's taking place, obviously, in Canada, which has somehow... Uh, create a little bit of a turmoil over the market because people are thinking the oil prices is going to, are going to be hurt a little bit. And then we had the exit of the Saudi Arabia's veteran oil minister, Ali Al-Naimi, who also was trusted very much within the circles of OPEC that he can actually uh, stay around and bring together these nations, including the likes of uh, Iran, which is supposed to join part and parcel of the OPEC organization, which is what's been at, 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 at play until uh, uh, last week. Now, with him leaving, there's turmoil in the oil industry again. People are starting to be a bit jittery. So investors were also digesting, obviously, Sakina Charlie's weaker trade figures, which were released yesterday, um, and, uh, and using Federal Reserve interest rate expectations uh, after the U.S. non-farm payrolls on Friday showed a slide in headline job numbers to 160,000. I'm just saying, how... How is it that I was able to call it? That's why they call me those about, you know, 160,000 jobs. <laughs> By the way, Sakita, this is the reason why the Asian markets this morning are really uh, a little bit under the blanket this morning. They were down, if you look at the S&P, ASX 200 index, effectively unchanged. Uh, but those two that you've just mentioned there, really in the negative there, uh, Shanghai down by 2.2%, Nikkei down uh, by 0.18% at the moment. So it's not necessarily great uh, for the Asian markets to start the week off. Indeed. And uh, China steel exports surging this year, a sign of weak global demand? Yeah, we, 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 we had spoken about this. Remember, we spoke about it about two weeks ago when the UK came out with their steel numbers and we said, it's a serious problem, the fact that these guys are actually trying to, uh, they're talking about nationalization um, in terms of the steel industry because they were being hurt so badly. And so China comes out with their numbers. They're looking good. And the irony is those very guys, and when they took out the numbers in the UK, they said to us, they told us what the problem was. The problem is, they're saying China is, is dumping cheap steel and it's making it more com- harder and harder for them to actually sell their own steel. So even if they cut prices, it's becoming very hard for companies outside of uh, uh, the Asian market to make any competition, competition when it comes to steel. So a surging Chinese prices failed to stem the steel exports in the first four months of the year, signaling that demand obviously remains weak at the top order. And if you look as well, the shipments which climbed by 3.69 million metric tons, uh, for the four months leading up to April, that was up by 7.6%. All that this means is that because there's a slowdown in general in the Chinese economy, even the steel numbers, which normally would indicate that they're still strong, um, were not impressive enough to uh, sort of like spur the equity market, to spur the markets for them into the positive. So still a lot of work to be done. Did you get that? Still a lot of work to be done? <laughs> <laughs> 
Unfortunately, I woke up this morning. But 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 just uh, I just want to squeeze in another story here. Um, uh, yeah. Two medical schemes are set to merge, uh, uh, Bonitas yeah. and, and Liberty, and this would be the biggest transaction in the industry, wouldn't it? Well, it would be. I mean, I mean, we know that uh, Liberty has been uh, fortunately under a lot of trouble, Sakina, to continue with their adequacy ratio to make sure that they have the service client. There's a there's a there's a there's a reason why that is as well is that. Um, it's becoming more and more hard for these medical schemes to keep running because competition is right and numbers have been falling uh, a lot, Sakina, because of le- uh, loss of jobs, uh, incrementing other things. When people see that, where well, I don't know why, the first thing they think of is their medical aid. So <laughs> when you think about your salary, the first thing people think of, of getting rid of, is if they can actually cut and save money, is medical aid and insurance products like your life covers and, and all those. They cut down on those policies. And then what that means is that obviously these guys have less and less clients. Liberty has not done relatively well. They've been a very expensive scheme, by the way. But it seems like uh, Bonitas is there to save them because Bonitas is a much bigger, obviously, uh, uh, medical scheme than they are. And I think the trustees were talking uh, earlier uh, last week. They don't want to confirm when it's going to happen, but it will happen very much soon. Uh, Dr. Bobby Ramaisa, who's the uh, principal executive officer of Bonitas, explained that they are going to be liaising first with their members liaise also with the Council for Medical Schemes, who are actually the regulator for that particular industry. But it's exciting news, I suppose, I think, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's good news for the members who belong in these medical schemes because maybe they might just get a saving from the fact that there's economies of scale that's going to take place here. So there'll be less to spend. So there'll be more people uh, to draw these uh, uh, installments from, and that means obviously that the, the saving will be trickled back to their members. And hopefully they can explain it just much easier and so that the members can understand that uh, they have to, they're going to be saving a bit more money. They will continue to be administrated independently up until, obviously, the deal is completed. But it is a massive uh, marriage that we're talking mm. about, this, this wedding of two giants in the medical scheme. Still, Sakina, did you know that Discovery has one in three South African memberships? One, so every, every time you count, you can count in the studio. One, two, every third person is also Discovery. So they still have, unfortunately, a bigger share of the market. But it is going to make it a bit more interesting. There's going to be a bit more uh, competition in the scheme.